Good evening, welcome to the third edition of yes. Music and Life. Um, I'm one of your hosts, MD. And I'm Alita Sharp. Thank you for tuning in. And we, like Merv said, we will be with you every evening at Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, today we, we have um, the honor of having with us um, a special guest, uh, Mr. Lewis Weed. Uh, welcome, Lewis. Welcome, hey, Lewis. Good, good, good evening, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for this opportunity. Yeah. We're so glad to have you with you, us. You know, Alita, last week I was we were talking about our inspiration and mm -hmm. who inspired us and I had shared that Lois was one of yes. the persons <laughs> that had a major, major, major impact in my life. Um, in music, uh -huh. and not just music, in lots of years, music, right. um, design, I remember yes. watching him yes. designing New Beginnings um, artwork, and that's when I got fascinated with graphic design, yeah. actually. So Lewis has been instrumental um, in my life, and so it's an honor to have him uh, with us today. Definitely. Yeah. And I know, Lewis, you are a man of many hats and many <laughs> talents. <laughs> well, it, it has sprung out of necessity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the designing came out of the fact that we had music yeah. and it was just casting uh, too much at that time. And it was really nothing much when yeah. you yeah. think about yeah. it now, yeah. <laughs> but it was too much back yeah. then uh, to get the design and designers were not really producing what was in our head okay. and I think that's, that was the issue also is a, we want this and then it doesn't look exactly that way so design, it moved me into designing and then designing moved me eventually into um, video capture and then yeah. video capture eventually led us into television so it's been a journey and I give God thanks. Uh, but at the beginning, I wanted to get into television because I felt that there was a need for Christian music to have more exposure. Oh, okay. And then I got trapped in television. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was it for music. <laughs> so the journey, there's been yeah. a journey, but I haven't been able to to do what I yeah. initially thought yeah. I wanted to do. Well, it's amazing how God only reveals like one step at a time, because if he showed you the whole picture. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for those people who don't know, tell us, um, Merv and I were actually interested in, in hearing more about D-Revelation, the band that you had. So for those people who don't know, tell us, tell us a little bit more about D-Revelation and how it got started. I went to youth camp at the age of 15, and uh, I was already a guitarist. I started playing the guitar when I was six years old. Um, not quite good. <laughs> just sounds, but you got started. Yeah. <laughs> saying it sounds better than hear it, hearing it. <laughs> uh, at age 15, I went to camp, and their guitarist couldn't make it. Okay. And, so, and so they taught me a few of the songs. Um, and I enjoyed playing those songs yeah. for the band. Wow. The following year, 26, uh, not 2016, but it would have been 19, wow, 86. <laughs> <laughs> in 19, and I was 16 years old in 1986. Okay. Uh, the equipment arrived and the band couldn't make it. So I don't know, I don't know now how it happened. It happened for God's purpose, but Definitely. the equipment arrived. And they said, anybody um, knows to play the guitar? Well, I, I stood up <laughs> and uh, they said, wow, okay, yeah, Lewis is here and uh, let's just push our luck. 
and uh, is there somebody here who plays the drum? Uh-huh. And Doyle Flowers stood oh, up. Doyle. Okay. He'd never he'd never played the acoustic guitar before, but he he was well known in Belize City for the marching band phenomena back then. The minorettes, I believe, was just Belize's best. And it was led at the time by Rita Flowers, who was also the director of Square Peg Players, which at the time was also known countrywide for drama. And so Doyle Flowers went to the drums and uh, then they said, well, let's push it one one step further. (laughs) Is there somebody who plays the bass? And Dion Pascasio got out of the crowd. Oh my goodness. And uh, came up forward and picked up the bass. And that was how Okay. The revelation wow. yeah. started. Awesome. So three guys, and uh, at I the end of the week, we decided we needed to add a keyboard player. Okay. And that became William Lamb. Okay. And uh, we said we needed another guitar, another guitarist. At that time, nobody else could play the guitar. So Paul said he was interested, and so I said, "Well, I'll teach you to play the guitar." <laughs> and uh, then it became five. Okay. Uh, by the end of the week. Within a couple of weeks' time, we, we, we said, okay, um, do we like what we're doing? And then let's look for some younger players. Uh-huh. Uh, William came to us and said, you know, I really play guitar, you know, I, I don't really play keyboard. <laughs> but my younger brother, Erickson, who is 13 years old, um, he's learning to play the keyboard. So he said, go call your brother. <laughs> and that's how Erickson came on board. And then uh, a little bit later on, we added Karim Bennett. And so that forms the male contingent of the team. Okay. Uh, all teenagers. Yes, all teenagers. Wow. Uh, the, the, young, the oldest would, would have been probably at the time 18 or okay. 19. Okay. And uh, as I said, I was 16 years old at the time. And <clears throat> from the very beginning, I, I, led, I led the revelation. I love to sing and play guitar and and I love to lead, yeah. and yeah. Uh, probably it, it happened naturally. But um, the Revelation is a group, really, of leaders. Uh, um, Dion at the time eventually went out to study, other people mm-hmm. went out to study, mm-hmm. but we just kept the core, okay. and then we added the female singers probably within a year or two after. Awesome. That, that is an exciting start. Yes, I mean, it is. How, you know, how God has orchestrated it all. 19 years. Yeah. Wow. So it lasted 19 years. It lasted years. 19 years. 19 years. And did all of the, I know you said some of the players went out to go study. Did yes. people come back or did, did yes. the group kind of evolve? No. Every, and, every, once a person went out to study, their, their, Post was guaranteed okay. yeah. when, when, they, they, got when back. they came back. Yeah. So I would migrate. So okay. I, I migrated from instrument to instrument okay. uh, to ensure that we kept the authenticity of yeah. the sound yeah. uh, and the band. We, 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 we had instances, I remember we went to a wedding where the drummers didn't show up and I sat down behind oh the, my and <laughs> <laughs> the drum. I think it was the first and last time. But we did the yeah. event. How did you lead though? Like, and do, so they just put a mic Just by the yeah, yeah. determination, yeah. just share determination that that um, the band must go on uh-huh. uh, and that uh, we've, we've been called to do a work together and if if God says that the drummers can't come then I'm gonna play the drum and, <laughs> and we're just gonna do it so oh. it, it 
it's exciting. It was different. Um, as you will note, the spirit was different. Yeah. Um, we meshed as brothers and sisters. I was the only one out of the South. Some of the members were from Belize City. Yeah. Others were from Belmopan. Um, I, I need to give the story of the Gillet sisters, really, yeah. who um, Jackie, Jackie and Jenny Gillet were the first female singers that came on and um, they stayed right through as well for the 19 years so wow. within within a week or so uh, Jackie and Jenny they were from Roaring Creek uh -huh. originally and uh, we said to them you girls you sing beautifully they're always singing special songs with box guitars and yeah. those types of stuff yeah. those were the box guitar days and um, we said would you guys be willing to be a part of the revelation and they said most definitely so they've been there also, also almost from the beginning within a couple of weeks time yeah. we used to go out to ontario village to practice so o3c oh, wow. with okay. yeah. <laughs> we borrowed all their equipment yeah. wow. and uh, that's where you know guitar belonging to texas and these, yeah. these other guys they're still around <laughs> and uh, they would graciously allow us to use their facility to practice yeah. so we were like band members without equipment okay and that lasted from 2016 to 2019 three years borrowing equipment from anybody wow. who oh, wow. would lend us equipment and uh, and uh, in the in that uh, year uh, which was in uh, as i said 2016 to, to from from a 1986 86. to 1989 yeah. okay those three years um in 89 we began doing paint jobs and odd jobs and were able to raise the funding necessary to make an installment on equipment yeah. which we purchased from from uh from sartaneha as well okay and so um after equipment were purchased then we were able to do a lot more activities yeah yeah, yeah. No, I I am not saying much because I'm just odd. I am <laughs> too. Just, I'm just, you know, I mean, I know like um, I know our journey as a band. I mean, we have our band ripple effect, and and there's a lot of similarities. And I realize I'm realizing like if you're gonna do something and have an impact, you have to be willing to just get in there mm -hmm. and do it. Right? Mm -hmm. And regardless of the, the obstacles that come, mm -hmm. come against you, we did. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. We didn't know how big it was gonna be. We were really excited. For a group of friends um, to just be together and meet yeah. with each other on weekends so we would uh, we would meet together decide where we wanted to go and practice <laughs> then we would pick up the phone call them to find out <laughs> if the place was available <laughs> and if we could borrow their equipment wow. just green naive yeah. uh, kids really um, and they would say yes so many so many times they would say yes um, and then we would just practice all day. We'd practice all day. Uh, it's amazing because God was molding us at yeah. that time to get to know Him, to get to know each other, to get to know His Word, to stay out of trouble. Um, so we ended up with a generation of young people who stayed in church. Yeah. Okay. So we, we looked around and there were so many missing people our age, but we were there. Yeah. God kept our hearts in such a way that um, even up to today, everyone is still walking yeah. with the Lord and involved in ministry of some form. So Praise God. there's That's the after effect of it, yeah. you know. But it also it kept us out of trouble because I really, really, really wanted to break out when I left high school. <laughs> okay. And when I left home, um, I left home at age 17. 
and there was a part of me that wanted to experience the world yeah um to do my own thing to rebel this church thing just wasn't yeah. doing it okay <laughs> it just wasn't doing it because your father was a pastor my father right? was a, a pastor yeah, okay. they loved the lord they loved me uh-huh. listen they didn't do anything wrong something was wrong with me exactly yeah I and um, i wanted to get away the lord moved me out of dangriga right into this group okay. called the revelation okay. and it's become my story yeah, yeah. Um, the revelation became my story and as time progressed i began to write music and so we started with with just some of the local um songs choruses that we knew and we brought them into reggae I've barefoot I've got no shoes on my feet mm-hmm. by the rivers of rivers of babylon yeah. you know yeah. some of the songs yeah. that were already out there and then uh slowly we we formed a sound which yeah. was blending the the um everything in caribbean but the the, the chorus would be soft with yeah. melody yeah. and yeah. then the the verses would be raw and mm-hmm. kind of edgy yeah. so we move from from edgy that they that the secular audience love yeah. and then move into church choruses which okay. they which the church loves yeah. right. and then slowly over time it created wow. a blend of this new sound yeah. that was was um I can't say accepted by the church but the world labeled yeah. it as yeah. new yeah. Ch- as the new church music okay. yeah. and then it began take over taking over um the christian um communities in yeah. the country yeah but well, i think uh, you you've kind of answered our second yeah, he question did. <laughs> but just in case you there's any other points you want to bring across like what kind of support did the band receive when you were starting up um, well the church i i pastor today um we were kicked out of it <laughs> wow <laughs> so when when yeah. the equipment came down in um 1989 and we brought the equipment down in the back of this truck these excited young yeah. guys you know finally get their piece of equipment so where do we put this equipment we didn't think about that <laughs> <laughs> and uh we we asked the Bevelpan Church of the Nazarene if the equipment could stay there which which in a way technically was also asking can we practice here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh they allowed it um, for a little while but they they couldn't handle the music okay they okay. felt that it was rebellious they felt that it was um not something that they wanted to link their names to uh, i could remember going to corazal and playing our music in corazal and one of the pastors from the very same church of the nazarene came and pulled the outlet just wow. like this great oh my whole, goodness <laughs> um, just unplugged the stuff and said this is not God. <laughs> this oh, is wow. devil music. Oh, wow. And wow. you know like, we were like no it's not <laughs> but we couldn't win. Uh-huh. We couldn't win the debate. We just kept playing music. Yeah. And uh when we came back to Belmopan, the pastor came and said, you know, guys, you could just got to get out. This is not going to work. They didn't he didn't tell my team. He called me in yeah. as the leader into his office and said You guys will have to get out by yeah. the end of the day. I'm sorry, you got to find somewhere else. And so it it was like I came out crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said we were kids and I had to explain to my band very everybody always excited, very excited. People travel from Rowing Creek, Belize City, wherever they were to come to practice on weekends and I had to break it to them to say guys, we cannot practice here anymore and I don't know where we're going to go. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so Jackie and Jenny were with us and Jenny said, "Let me ask my dad." 
So Pastor Gillette, who is also from the Church of the Nazarene, and it shows you the variety. Yeah. Really. It was the same denomination, yeah. but Pastor Gillette said, you can come here, you can put your equipment in my garage, yeah. and you can practice here, and you will have no issues. Okay. And that became our home. Wow. Uh, because years later, my father moved to Belmopan, moved to, to pastor in Roaring Creek. Okay. And so that became a continuation of yeah. our yeah. history. And Roaring Creek Church of the Nazarene became our home. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know, Louis, you know, as you're sharing this, I guess the, the question I have is, you've said it, but kind of pulling it out. Um, you say you were young, you came out crying. Like, how did you... As a leader, get beyond that point mm-hmm. and, yeah. and rally your team um, beyond that point because I know it's so easy to do those challenges that come are the things that shut down many times. Right. The things we're called to do, you know. Yeah, that's why I say God is amazing because it really, it really when you look back. We saw the issue of leadership. It mm-hmm. wasn't really the music. It was the leadership mm-hmm. that really led a group of people through 19 years. Yeah. And then, because eventually, like William, he's an engineer. Yeah. He was able to go out, train, came back, became a leader in his field. Yeah. Dion went out, study, came back. He became the CEO in the Ministry of Tourism, yeah. came back and lead. Paul, who was a guitarist today, has a PhD yeah. in 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 computer, and every single every single person within the group really became a leader. Yeah. Um, and what united us, held us together, was the music yeah. and a friendship and a relationship. Yeah. When you're touring together with 19 people yeah. for so many years, yeah. it's yeah. quarrel, it's argument, yeah. it's disagreement, yeah. it's love, it's crying, it's celebration, it's uh, pregnancy, it's child, yeah. it's 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 just it's life. The, yeah. We yeah. lived life together, and really and truly, the group cried with me, and we got up and said, "We're it's gonna work, it's yeah. gonna happen." Yeah. And as I said, Jenny picked up the phone. Her father said yes. You know, my mom, uh, a very amazing person, because. They knew the son they, they raised. They knew my rebellious streak. They knew my love for music. Yeah. They knew. Um, and then people began picking up the phone saying, Miss um, Wade, Mr. Wade, you know you know what your son is doing? Your son is playing a kind of music that's not, it's not church. It's not accepted. It's not godly. It's not, um, you know, and my mom's answer was very simple. She said, you know, if it's of God, it's going to last. If yeah. it's mm. not of God, it's not going to last. Yeah. So we're not going to judge answer. it. Yeah. 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 We, let's let God do what God's going to do in it. That was my parents. So my, my parents really did not school or anything. They created an environment. They didn't even say, go ahead, Louis. They just say, if the Lord is calling you to a particular yeah. area, yeah. Yeah. do it. You know, if you could, if I could take you back to that period of time um, and you would walk into the average church, you would hear hymns. Hymns, yeah. that's what I was thinking. You would, yeah. you would hear hymns, you would have a piano, mm-hmm. you may have a bass guitar in the absence of a piano, all of the songs, the special songs, when people got up to sing special songs, you heard country music. Right. Wow. You turned on the radio, uh, Patrick Jones was on. You would get Jesus is my music. Jesus is my music was 100% uh, Southern gospel. Mm-hmm. You would get calls from across the country mm-hmm. and it would be Southern gospel. And Southern gospel was heaven's 
music. Song. Right, and right. The, so, so special song was Southern Gospel, and the church would do uh, choruses, which were clap your tiny hands, Jesus <laughs> loved the children of the world. Um, there was yeah. praise and worship. There wasn't today what we know as contemporary worship. There was hymns yes. and there was country music. Yes. And we entered mm-hmm. and changed that wow. entire mm-hmm. dynamics was changed. You know, I sit back today and I enjoy the variety of music. And I say, what if I didn't cry? What if I cried and stopped? What wow. if my team, yeah. what if the other groups which came along like Agape, you know, One Way was before us, but One Way Gospel Band was doing most of the country music yeah. as okay. well. And then they eventually began to shift and began to bring in yeah. some of the other music. Yeah. And, and we, we, we created a different genre yeah. and, and an area um, that today is very, very much accepted yeah. in the church, yeah. but it was totally rejected yeah. when I was young. So where did that passion come from? To This segment of Music and Life with Alita Sharp and MD has been brought to you by Roots and Honors Creative Music Group. Remember to follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to our YouTube channel.